Hello and welcome to a very special edition of SBC This Week. We are joined today by the provost at Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary, Dr. Jason Dusing. Uh, he is also the chairman of the Committee on Resolutions for the 2018 Southern Baptist Convention in Dallas, Texas. Dr. Dusing, thank you for joining us. Oh, it's my joy. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm a longtime listener, but first-time caller here on the <laughs> SBC this week. Yay! That's fantastic. And and I'd just like to point out, we had the idea to have Dr. Dusing because of his experience before he got named as chairman of the Resolutions Committee. So I feel like we were very, it made me feel like we were very smart that we said he's the right guy for an interview, and then he gets named chairman. So it was perfect. Well, it's really fun to be here. So I, I do listen to the podcast usually every Saturday when I'm driving kids around to baseball practice and everything. So nice. It's, uh, fun. Well, thank you for listening. We appreciate that. So let's, uh, let's jump into this resolutions. Uh, we, we hear a lot about resolutions and, you know, the motions and elections. Those are kind of the big three pieces of business that we do at the Southern Baptist Convention, as well as, you know, we also, uh, I guess the fourth big piece would be accepting the budgets and uh, reports, things like right. that. So those are kind of the four big buckets of things that we do. But resolutions, talk to us. Uh, tell us maybe just what the purpose of the resolutions are and kind of the, the statements that they make. Not, not that they, they are statements, but what, what kind of statement do they make for the Southern Baptist Convention? Well, resolutions express the collective opinion of the messengers at a specific SBC annual meeting on any given subject. So essentially there are statements or documents that are non-binding. Uh, but the convention at a specific locale approves them. So it's important when you talk about a resolution that the conventions have passed that you're talking about a, a annual meeting approved at a certain time because so much of them are contextual. Any examples of, of resolutions maybe that we've passed in the past? That Well, I think, I think, yeah, I think one of the most famous and most important, and it's one that I have students read and I read aloud every year in my bachelor's history class is the 1995 resolution that the statement made made on its 100 convention made on its 150th anniversary with response to its origins and the role it played in slavery and it was a resolution of repentance and uh, and so that's a great example of uh, when the convention feels it needs to say something in a formal way it can do so through a resolution and can have great impact all right for those of you wondering what the noise in the background is dr deucing is on a train so which uh, I love Amy loves. I love trains. This is like Amy's favorite uh, interview that we've ever done because it's being conducted while on a train. So uh, we're, yes. we're, we're working on the audio. So it may come in and out because of the, uh, the noise of the train. But, but uh, so that, that's fascinating, Dr. Deucing. And so what is the committee's role? So now we talked about this is the role of the resolution. What is the committee that you're chair of? What is their role in uh, the resolutions? Well, because uh, your listeners are highly educated and interested in SBC things, it's actually SBC Bylaw 20 that outlines all this, and it's really a helpful bylaw to go and to read. Uh, but essentially, the committee is something the convention has designed years ago to handle and bring to the convention in, in its annual meeting various topics. So in, in one way, the committee sort of found, uh, functions like an editorial board, if you will, uh, for messengers to submit their ideas, their concepts, and actual resolutions, giving, giving them over to the committee, and then the committee decides um, based on their work, what they think should come out to the convention. So there are really two different kinds of resolutions. There's properly submitted resolutions that a 
qualified messenger can submit during a certain time frame. And then there are committee-generated resolutions that a committee can um, generate based on whatever they, they think needs to happen um, at that time. So you have, you have those two types of resolutions help with this because I think sometimes this can be a little confusing to people. Obviously it's a longer statement than a regular motion, but you know, for motions, people can come at the last minute. I mean, they just come up to the microphone, but we have a lot of really specific rules. You have to submit it between this time and this time. Um, You can't, you can't bring one to the floor unless you've submitted it and it was declined. Like it, the, the timing becomes so important. Why, why is that? Well, I, you know, it would, I'm afraid I don't know the history of why it was set up that way, but I think the, the clear purpose behind it is to allow a adequate time of deliberation to be done by a committee rather than giving an opportunity for a person to come up. Because these statements sort of get locked into history, time and attention does need to be given to things like grammar and style and, and, and word order. Right. Also, the committee has the time and the opportunity to do research. When has the committee, when has the convention last spoke to this issue? Uh, so much of what the committee has to consider is not just, is this a good topic and this needs to be said, but is it something that needs to be said right now at this time? Um, also, just simple things like grammar and style and argument. Um, someone may come to a microphone with a, a really needful and passionate topic, but that the way that they're phrasing it overlooks some things, or somebody from the floor may have something better to add. And then essentially you have the convention by committee crafting a resolution and there's just not enough time allotted to working through the types of things that take literally hours to hammer out in a committee. Um, And then also um, um, giving the resolution over to committee to deliberate allows them to do research. When's the last time the convention has spoken to this? Have they ever? What what things are recently written um, that relate to, to these things as well? So... Um, so that's part of why these things don't come from the floor. So the resolutions have to be properly submitted in a certain window um, by a certified messenger. And um, if properly submitted, then each resolution is, is considered by the committee. But then it's locked. So the committee can bring out anything. But if a messenger doesn't like what the committee brought out, um, the only resolutions the convention can consider from the floor are those that were properly submitted in that window. And I think that's possible possibly also just for time, time saving. Because we could do that all day long, really. Oh, absolutely. People could bring resolutions all the time. So are you prepared? You know, one thing that I've seen happen in years past is that the Committee on Order of Business will allot a certain amount of time, but you just never know how debate is going to go. Um, that's going to be you, you know, up there. That's a that's a tough, a tough thing. Um, I think you're equal to the task. Uh, but how is sort of the preparation for that uh, in the times you've been on the committee before? Well, the times that I've served on before, there is time and attention given to, okay, what, how, in what order are we going to present the resolutions? Because um, we usually only have a 30-minute block of time. And if you're only given a 30-minute block of time and the convention decides to spend all of that 30 minutes on the first resolution, then uh, that's it. The convention does not consider any of the other resolutions. So they're intentionally ordered um, by priority, if you will, uh, in the sense of wanting to make sure we get to all the ones that we, we, we wanted to get to. Um, but you may, I know you all track this, but at the most recent meeting of the SPC Executive Committee in February, the, um, one of the work groups and then the Executive Committee as a whole passed 
guidelines for the executive committee's liaison to the resolution committee, uh, it's Singh Oldham, to sort of give some more concrete parameters to the committee. And I think those were really helpful. In many ways, there were things that Dr. Oldham was already doing, but it ensured that he would be able to continue to do those for future years. And, um, um, and it's things like giving guidance to, okay, now that we know what resolutions we're going to present, let's take a few minutes and write down some bullet points so that we're all on the same page as to how we might answer questions that come up, as well as um, um, make sure that we're providing an explanation as to why we chose the resolutions we chose. Along the same lines, there'll be in this year's SBC bulletin uh, a short descriptive paragraph beside every resolution that was declined. So when you download the bulletin from an app or you get the paper copy in the hall, uh, what we call the disposition report will not only include the resolutions that were declined, but a short explanation as to why they were declined. And we hope that will be helpful to the messengers, but also, you know, perhaps save some time as well so people don't think that there was some, at least they'll, they'll get a perspective from the committee as to why we didn't, we didn't choose a certain resolution. That's really helpful. So whenever you get a resolution, the first time you get one, or say one comes in, email, whatever it may be, or uh, is that something that you kind of look at beforehand as the committee chairman, or do you just kind of wait until you all meet at, at once? Yeah, it, it changes from year to year. It's, it's really up to the chairman. I can tell you how we will, how we will do it this year. Um, they all come into the executive committee, Dr. Oldham's office, and they are then shared with me. Um, I will immediately share them with the entire committee. We've had one meeting already, and um, so as they come in, I'm going to assign a subcommittee, uh, groups of two or three of each committee member to each resolution. And basically then I've created um, evaluate, an evaluative checklist that each subcommittee will go through on every resolution so that when we come together in June, we'll sort of have um, some groundwork already done with the resolutions that have been submitted. Um, along the way, we're also talking about other topics, um, perhaps generating any other resolutions. Um, but I, if you want, I can share a little bit more about the process. Yes, that'd be great. So the committee basically can do four or five things with every resolution that comes in that's properly submitted. The committee can accept each resolution as it is. No revisions, just straight moving it on to the convention. In the years I've served on the resolutions committee, that's never happened. There's always been some edit and some, you know, because it's a published document. So there's always some comma out of place or something like this. Um, secondly, it can revise the resolution, meaning making edits to it, adding things, taking things away. Um, you know, sometimes the, the author of the resolution perhaps didn't fully consider how that resolution might um, encourage and strengthen the work of one of the agencies. So perhaps we're adding a whereas clause that applauds the work of the International Mission Board as it relates to that resolution, something global like that. Um, third, the committee can compare several different resolutions and combine them into one. You know, so perhaps one resolution is it's not quite comprehensive, but the topic has merit and it matches the topic of another. So you're using language from all three into one. You've seen that happen. And then finally, the committee can decline the resolution outright. You know, it's just insufficient. Sometimes it's just, you know, this is a needed topic. It's not, as I mentioned, not the right topic for right now. Or this resolution would require so much work and research that you know we just ran out of time. I mean, candidly, sometimes that that happens. 
And so, you know, every resolution is evaluated on, on those things. Every resolution that's properly submitted, the committee will um, pray over, meet out loud together, discuss, and then make one of those four or five decisions um, before moving forward. So that, that's basically will be ongoing until we meet in June. Um, and then in June, we will um, for sure read every resolution that was properly submitted out loud together and uh, kind of continue on to that next phase. Once you've made one of those four decisions and the subcommittee's done their work, then we move forward and further editing and revising and discussing. Cool. Is there anything that can be in a resolution where like if, if somebody includes this, it's automatically just tossed? Uh, the, the bylaws, I'm trying to remember if the bylaws says anything specific about that. There's sort of, the executive committee has assembled over the years sort of best practice guidelines from previous experiences which are really helpful uh, for each committee. And basically, if, if an, an, an entity is named or it's, a, it's really a motion disguised as a resolution, um, those are taken off. If, if it's clearly a, a motion, that's not, that's not the purview of the resolutions committee. And so a lot of times we'll, what we'll communicate is just that what you have here is a motion and the resolutions can't direct an entity, for example, to do something. Do you have a resolution that you can remember that was maybe one of your favorites that you've passed? Kind of the ones that you worked on? Yeah, I mean, from when on, you've served. You've been on a committee uh, several times now. Uh, I'm not even sure how many times you've been on the committee. But is there one that you're, I guess you could say, most proud of? Well, the, you know, the, the committee work in the years I've been on has not been without controversy. So one argument you could make is... That's good to know I'm that like, you're on there this year again. Yeah, well, <laughs> maybe it's me. Maybe I'm the common thread to all this, you know. I, I really question Steve, Dr. Gaines's decision in some ways, but um, you know, honestly, I can answer that maybe with one specific example. But overall, I mean, the the thinking of the committee and the language we use is that it's the committee. I mean, they're really collaborative. That's some of the most rewarding work here is it's really collaborative effort. Everyone contributes something to a resolution, even if I were to be the primary drafter of a resolution for it to be in its strongest final adopted form. You know, usually every member of the committee will have contributed something to it. Um, that's why it's it's really, I mean, I hope the both of you get a chance to serve on this committee at some point. I think you both would particularly really enjoy it. But um, um, of particular interest, I think it was, we've, we've spoken to racial unity, I think every year in one form or another I've been on. The first year I was on, uh, Matt Hall at Southern Seminary drafted one. Um, um, on that topic, and he drafted it. I mean, I was just sitting there so impressed. I mean, he drafted it in about seven minutes. Um, and uh, I'm a real big fan of the show, The West Wing, and I felt like I was, you know, it's like a speechwriter's room, and he's just crafting. Yeah. Sam Seaborn was going uh, to work. Yeah, yeah, and it was. To to Toby and Sam. Yeah, and it, well, and it, Dr. Hall is clearly a gifted person and a, and a good friend, but it speaks to just his presence of mind these are things that are on his mind, his heart, his mind and heart, and what he was working through, and just to you know be there and see that come together it was sort of the missing piece of what we had put together for that year, and it was really, really remarkable. So yeah. there's a lot of a lot of things like that that nobody ever knows, you know. Um, um, the resolution last year on Planned Parenthood was, I thought, particularly powerful, um, and and that that's up. To, you, know, you could search for that and read that. I thought it was. Yeah, that one know, got kind of uh, lost in the shuffle, unfortunately. Yeah, a good it gets resolution, hard but everybody was talking about another one. 
the other one. Um, so we we always like to predict. So as as you're the chairman, you can't necessarily speak to many, but can we just ask? Can we expect one that thanks the people of the city of Dallas? Can we expect a resolution on that? Amy's mocking <laughs> well, me now. I, I think you can. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> expect that, and you know that's the only one I think is safe to say, in partly because yes. our work our work is so early. But I will say, right. you know, to to you all and to the listeners that. I do hope many people will submit things, um, really take the time between April 15th and May 29th to, to log on to the SBC website, follow the instructions and submit ideas. Um, even if it's, like I said, even if it's not a fully formed resolution, the idea may be something that, that really is in need of consideration. So you don't have to submit a full full resolution. You could submit maybe just a, a snippet of one, an idea, and maybe the committee takes it from there? Well, there's a... There's a format and an example, right? Because I've seen it on the page, and it gives at least so you know you've got the preamble and the statement in the middle and what you're trying to do. I mean, people should try to do that, right? Right, it, and of course that makes the work easier and the more more pristine and well thought out. So they have to be properly submitted to to be considered. That's the phrase to look at. So, am I a messenger of good standing? Following all those qualifications. Um, and so, yeah, we don't want a, a halfway finished document, but at the same time, you know, any idea is better than no ideas. So I would really welcome, welcome those. Now, you've mentioned a couple of times like messengers. Do, does the person that submits a resolution actually have to be in attendance at the convention or a, an official messenger registered? Um, they don't have to be in attendance, but they do have to. That's a good question. We should look that up. I- <laughs> I think I think I read it. They have to be from a church that can send messengers, like that they could qualify as a messenger. Um, I believe that's I believe that's what it is. I think that's correct as well. I just know because because every year we've had to verify verify that thing there where their membership right. is and is that a church in friendly cooperation with the SBC? Yeah, I th- I think that's the issue that they could qualify as a messenger, but. You're not necessarily checking. I mean, you can't actually because if the resolutions committee is working beforehand, they may not have registered. You know, they may not have arrived and yeah. registered, but they have to be. They have to be where they could could be a messenger. Yeah, and, and actually, we, sorry, Amy, go ahead. No, 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 no. Finish that because I just was going to ask one more thing. No, I just, I, I just saw that I, I do have bylaw twenty here before me, and that's that's the link. You're right. That's exactly what it says. It says it has to be from a church qualified to send a messenger. Okay. Okay. Um, and just to let our listeners know, I mean, many times resolutions are submitted with by more than one person. I mean, two people can work together on something, you know, three people. It don't feel like you're alone uh, in having to do that. Correct? That's right. That's right. And um, last year, the resolution um, on penal substitutionary atonement, uh, Malcolm Yarnell and Owen Strand co-wrote that together and submitted it. Um, yeah. And so, you know, we, again, that, that is, that is true. I'll, I'll say one other thing about that. The, what's often kind of gets lost in that bylaw is that technically when someone submits a resolution to the committee, they're giving it over um, because it's the, com- the convention has authorized the committee and the committee only to bring them to the convention. So even though you may have an author who, you know, posts in advance on their website, here's a resolution I'm submitting. Um, and I understand why people do that, and I don't have a problem with it. Technically, when they give it to the committee, they're giving it over. And so right. it, it may, often it won't come out on the other end in the same form just because you've had you know, 10 sets of eyes looking at it. Um, 
and so you know that's kind of the thing you know even the language i i'm submitting this to the resolutions committee you know they're going to do their work with it things like that. that's just how we've agreed to operate yeah and another one i think we can expect you know i, I joke about the dallas one or the, the host city one every year here on the podcast but right maybe that one, was for you jonathan yeah, I know. that i thank brought you. that up thank you maybe one on billy graham i think that's a great a great topic i mean i i guess i would respond to any of those is you know i would love to see see those things and to see what what the committee thinks yeah how about one in appreciation for sbc this week can we get a resolution on that i would love to see Don't. one come on you should submit that i'm going to submit that you one in there amy's that. name no you're not no you're not um and one thing i think is helpful to remember as well so one year uh that since i've been serving as a parliamentarian there was a motion that was submitted i can't remember what it is but i remember that the motion that was made was actually thrown out because it was worded in the form of a resolution and the resolution time has expired. So it's good for people out there, whether you're thinking of bringing a motion or bringing a resolution, go study up on both and make sure you're hitting the right category um, either way. A great resource on the SBC's website is if you'll search for the resolutions, they have all of them uploaded there and you can search by topic or name. You can search by year. So if you're considering a resolution on a topic, just know that the resolutions committee will be given to consideration when is the last time the convention spoke to this. And sometimes you do have to do triage to say this is the great topic, but we spoke to this two years ago and we feel like this other topic we haven't spoken to in 15 years. And so both are great, but we only have time for one. So that's a great word. So, so doing some research in advance, you know, will, will really be helpful too. All right. Well, Dr. Dusing, thank you so much for giving us your time. And uh, we, we appreciate you taking the time out of your, uh, your accreditation trip up there in Chicago uh, to make time to, to talk to us. We appreciate everything you and the Resolutions Committee are, are doing. Uh, I know you guys, th that's the one committee that like puts in, I think, more work than anybody because that, oh, yeah. that's just, that's hard work. Uh, because and, and no pressure because you're only speaking for all of us, Dr. Ducing. Well, it's 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 really a joy. And I'll say we didn't talk about this, but I'll say the committee that Dr. Gaines is appointed because the president. Oh, that's right. That yes. Is is remarkable. I mean, he's he really put together a committee that has a, a good and healthy diversity. You have all 10 people committed to the Southern Baptist Convention, but there's no ethnic majority on the committee. There's geographical diversity. We have uh, two ladies on the committee, which is the most we've had since I've been on the committee. Um, you've got seminary professors, large church, small church. So it's, it's really been fun um, to see the committee come together. I really look forward to working with them. Excellent. We, we noticed that as well. Um, and I was very excited uh, to read those names. A lot of people I really respect. And, and like you just said, very representative, going to bring a lot of perspectives to the table. So thank you so much for talking with us. Uh, this has been a, a great discussion. Thank you both. All right. Thanks again for joining us this week on SBC This Week. And we'll uh, see you next time as uh, we have more interviews as we lead up to the Southern Baptist Convention here in June in Dallas, Texas. Amy, see you next week. See you next week.